500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the the ghost who walks enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds you g'day everyone for those who came in late you're listening to expand the phantom podcast this is episode 77 and we'll be covering some comics and some news um my name is steve and I'm joined today by Dan. How are you going there, Dan? Very good, Steve. How are you? I'm good. I've been thinking about calling you Damien Barrett or something like that. I, I don't know if he's got <laughs> much of a, a name up in Queensland, but he's the biggest newsbreaker down here in Victoria. And, mate, you've been very active this past week. Oh, well, I, I, I know enough about Damien Barrett to know that his nickname is Purple. And um, <laughs> in the context of this of this podcast, that seems appropriate. I'll take that. I'm, um, I'm not actually a massive fan of Damien Barrett because he seems to have some sort of um, slight against the Brisbane Lions and has been constantly hammering Tottenham Rockliffe over the last three or four years. But uh, uh, anyway, that, that's, uh, that's a different conversation, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. And uh, Jermaine? No? So uh, Jermaine's gone missing, um, but Grant's called both Dan and myself back to the Skull Cave to take up the mantle um, in Jermaine's absence. Yeah, he's over in Bali. He he doesn't. He, I think he's got his priorities right. You know, hanging out with his family over in a Bali holiday, or you know, come to a, to a Phantom podcast. You know, mm. weigh it up. Yep, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know where your priorities lie. And actually, they lie the right way. Good on you, Jermaine. I hope you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's having fun. Uh, and and to be honest, I think half the reason we're we're recording this podcast tonight is just to prove to Jermaine that we can do it without him, and he's not as uh, integral to the to the podcast as he seems to think he is. <laughs> and that we'll be able to get it out of here before midnight, even with a late start. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It should be a short one tonight. We say touch wood. <laughs> we always say it's going to be a short one, but um, this time we we really mean it because. Dan and I are teachers, and te- you can always trust a teacher. <laughs> That's right. Without Jermaine, we're an absolute chance. <laughs> yep. Okay, so without any further ado, let's get into it. So we'll start off with uh, with news, and um, we'll go with uh, new stuff to buy. So um, the August Mania uh, magazine, which is a, a, a little kid's digest magazine, was out a couple of months ago. And within it was uh, How to Draw Kid Phantom. You picked up one of these, Dan? Yeah, I did. Um, it was a bit of a... Came came from nowhere, really, didn't it? The uh, the Mania yeah. magazine. And um, a bit exciting. It's the first time we've seen one of these um, crossovers, I suppose, of the Phantom appearing in a different uh, in a different magazine. Did you get one yourself? I did, I did. Um, I had a go. Oh, well, I didn't have a go at drawing him, but... Um... I was able to follow the instructions. I thought, oh, yeah, that, I might be able to, to do that. But what about you? Do you, you have a go or did you give, give it to Gus and, and he have a crack at it? Well, I gave it to Gus and he had a good look at it. And um, even, <laughs> he, even though he did win that um, art prize at the Coffs Harbour 
um, Phantom Macho. He didn't. He didn't even pick up a pen. I'm, I'm sad to say. So, <laughs> um, it was a little bit tricky to find um, it, when it when it came out in the in the stores. Um, where did mm. you go to look for it? I uh, found it in um, in Woolworths, mm. and um, I had to actually look behind a couple of things to um, to get it. I saw it on the um, I saw the the tag on the on the shelf. I thought oh, it's supposed to be here, so just had to dig a little bit deeper, and um, and there it was. And then I picked it up, and then a mate of mine just come around the corner. And said, what are you doing buying that stuff for? <laughs> yeah. And I could easily just say, well, I've got young kids, but um, yep. <laughs> he, he wanted a bit more. He knew something else was up. Yeah. He, he knew my kids weren't quite that old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, true to form, he, he was able to talk about um, Phantom with me, and then he start, started talking about the Mythbusters episode where they tried to skull mark a, oh, a pig or something like that. <laughs> I, that's got to be on YouTube or something, hasn't it? That, um, yeah, have to look it have up. have to look that up. That, I, yeah. I've, I remember seeing that years and years ago. I'd love to. To say that again. Anyway, the the Mania magazine it is it is available on the fruit website now. It's probably your only way to get it now. Um, yeah, it won't be in shops anymore. No, I, I had a look in Woolies again the other day actually, and I think they're even up to the um, October issue of Mania by now. But um, uh, yeah, I think Woolworth supermarkets were about the only place that you could end up getting that, um, other than the fruit website now. Uh, for collectors and completists, um, it's probably one that you that you do want to get if you're starting to hook into Kid Phantom, and, and now is the time to start collecting Kid Phantom stuff if you want to do that because you're in on the ground floor sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, other than than completist Kid Phantom collectors, it's probably you know are, are people going to pick it up? Do you think? Well, probably not unless you unless you're really after it, or you know you you happen to. Normally buy the Mania magazine for your kid, and mm. you just happen to be a fan of Santa. Yeah. Like, oh, hang on, what's that? Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I dare say there won't be too many people going out of their way for it. But no, yeah. Anyway, it'll be but interesting. Phantom fans are a funny lot. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. Yeah, but a, a nice little thing, and and more interesting for what it represents in the way that uh, um, through uh, looking to spread kid Phantom's wings than probably anything else, to be honest. Mm, absolutely. Mm. And um, while we're on Confanum, this has got nothing to do with the Mania magazine, but I, just today I got my package. Um, Paul Mason, um, that little thing that he had at the um, Comic Cons and stuff about his um, process of, of oh, doing the Kid Phantom. the working process book. Yeah, and I, like, I haven't sat down and read it. I've just flicked through it, but that looks really good. Oh, have you, have you not seen that already? Not, not until today. Oh wow! Oh, it's it's mm. excellent. Um, yeah. yeah, he put a massive amount of work into detailing oh. uh, his entire like his entire process from start to finish of of conception through to um, yeah, well everything. What what is it? It's like a thirty page book. Um, yeah, it was a lot bigger than what I thought it was going to be. Mm. So where did you yeah. pick that up? Um, my package from Jermaine arrived. Oh right, <laughs> finally. Finally had the cash and, and paid him, <laughs> so it arrived. <laughs> But it took a, took a week for you know for when he sent it to when we got to him. <laughs> and, and typical Jermaine, it's not like he's going to send it to you and say uh, fling me the cash when you can. <laughs> he waits to see the colour yeah. of your money. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, anyway, moving on. Talking about money, there's more things to buy. There is. And um, what are we? We're towards the end of September, so if you go into your local news agents and stationery shops, you may see diaries and calendars for 2018 coming up which means there is a there is the new melon diary out and this year something a little bit special i don't i in my memory i i can't recall this happening but we have a 2018 
Phantom War Calendar. Yeah, I'm, I'm with excited. you. I, d- I don't remember a calendar. Um, I, no. I was hesitant to write too much about that in the uh, in the post that I put up on Chronicle Chamber because I thought, oh, for sure, someone's going to come back and say, oh, hang on, there was one three years ago or whatever. But I, yeah. there, there, there's not one in, in recent memory, is there? No, well, I, I can't think of one. That's the reason why I picked it up because mm. like, it's, I thought it was a bit of a rarity. Mm. And... Um, but um, like in your in your write up, um, there's the usual critiques, especially that you know that we've had with the diary over the past you know have many uh, years. Um, that there's a real missed opportunity in regards to um, you know putting in important dates to yeah. the um, to the Phantom. And um, and I was I was thinking about this today, knowing that we had the fan the the podcast tonight and. Um, they could argue that, you know, if they had to do that for this licence, then they'd have to do it for other licences that they have, you know, you know, have to do important dates with Doctor Who or Muppets or, mm. you know, anything else that's out there. And my answer to that would be, yes. Yes. You've got 12 months. <laughs> and Make you know it a bit more special. Those dates don't change. Yeah. <laughs> you can just keep a list uh, to one side and go, okay, next time we do a Phantom or a Doctor Who, or a Muppets, or whatever it is, yeah. um, calendar, you just throw those same dates in again. Look, that's the that's the reason I haven't um, been collecting the diaries, to be honest. Mm. Do, you, do you buy the diaries every year? Uh, no. I, I bought uh, one a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, I think the, 80th, the for the 80th anniversary one. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for the price, I, yeah, I haven't been able to... to to defend the cost. Yeah, no, and and I'm with you on that. Like, um, the, I've only got two Malin diaries in my collection, and they're both from the mid '90s. And I had a bit of a flick back through those, and they do uh, the 1995 diary. I think does actually have a lot of those sort of phantom dates in it. Um, All right. So I'm surprised that that's not a tradition that they've continued. Um, well, they've got the list. Keep going. Yeah, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. It's, uh, like you say, 30, $30 odd dollars, um, and what you're getting is a diary that, for us, we're never actually going to write in, and uh, it contains pictures of, of comic covers that um, we've either got in our collections or have seen a thousand times before, so mm. it, it is hard to, to justify that. To justify that money, I'm not a I'm not a diary completist by any stretch. So no. And what do you think of the um of the comics that are uh, the the covers that are in the calendar? Have you have you got the calendar? I did pick up the calendar because, yeah. as you say, it was that um that unusual sort of we haven't seen one of those in a while, so I'll pick that up. Yeah. So um yeah also yeah what do you think of the um the comic covers used there? Oh. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan, to be honest. If I, if yeah. I'm if I if I'm going to be just blunt about it, um, I I was surprised that there was a lack of lack of diversity, I suppose, in a sense. Like there's 12 mm. images, and the first three are Hermes Press daily covers, and that's a thing. And then and then the rest of them all seem to be the Italian covers. I did a bit of Google translation to see if I could, you know, translate <laughs> the language that's that's used in them, and they all seem to be Italian. Covers and uh, like the, yeah, I would have liked to see a bit more diversity. There was nothing from Egmont that I could that I'm aware of. There's certainly nothing from mm. Australia. Um, South America is not represented. India is not represented. So I'm not sure what the theme of the calendar was supposed to be. To be honest, like if you're going through for comics from around the world, then you've missed that one. Um, 
Yeah. So I, I like the calendar in the sense that uh, it is a calendar, a phantom calendar, and we haven't seen that for a while. But uh, other than that, to be honest, I was probably a little bit disappointed in it. Mm. On the back of it here, it says the Phantom 2018 calendar features the distinctive illustrative style of the original comic strip of the late 30s and 40s, including the art of the first artists Ray Moore and Wilson McCoy, who worked on the strip with Lee Falk. So um, I guess that's the theme that they were going for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, it's not setting my world on fire. I've got it because, you know, we haven't seen one before. Um but what I would love to see, and I've probably put this through for a fur crew badge um, <laughs> back in the day, but I'd love to see um, through publish a calendar or through work with Mellon. Um, mm. It says here that they did work with uh, Fru to produce a calendar, and um, they could do the best covers of the of the year previous. So, and oh, yeah. open open up to a vote or something like that. You know, you could have a three, two, one. Um, type system, just do a, a, a simple Google um, form or a survey yeah. monkey or something like that and um, you know, and, and open up, like, you can have your kid fan, you can, yeah, the kid fan and the giant size and um, and fan as well, give them a, a Guernsey each, so one month will be dedicated to one, one of those sure. each, so that's three months, and then the rest of them you know, go to a 3, 2, 1 and, and the top nine go there I was thinking, um also do one for the cover, but I thought, oh, no, you get, well, get Glenn in there to, uh, to do a cover or get someone to, to, um, to do it. I'm sure someone will, um, do a, do a calendar, uh, a cover for the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also they could, you know, you could do the international like an Egmont. Well, ma- yeah, maybe do three Egmont, three of those quarterlies and then six through covers maybe. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's a really good idea. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I, I think that would hold a lot more interest for me than, than this one as it's turned out. To be honest, I bought the calendar and didn't even really look at it. Um, the photos <laughs> that I, the photos that I put of the diary on the, um, Chronicle Chamber post, I took in the newsagents and, uh, you know, just sort of flicking through the diary <laughs> with my, with my phone, um, and then put the, put the diary back on the shelf. Didn't even look at the calendar until I got home because I just yeah. knew I was going to buy that. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still pleased that I, I have it, but uh, oh, yeah. whether I, yeah, I'll hang it on the, I'll hang it on the wall, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. you can probably tell I'm not, I'm not enraptured by it. I think what you've suggested there would be a heaps better calendar that I would uh, probably buy a second one of, so I could actually mm. use at work or whatever. Yeah, and and especially with the um, the covers that we've been getting, yes. you know, these past couple of years, they've just been phenomenal. Mm. So um, it'd be great to have a keepsake of those. Mm. I'm a bit disappointed that you've got that free crew badge, to be honest, because these ideas need to keep, keep, keep getting spat out, and uh, I'd hate to see them stop just because you've already got that uh, that little yellow pin. Oh, no, I'm all I'm an ideas, man. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> okay. Oh, and this is the, the latest bit of news. It's, I think it's only just come out today. Um, Kevin Patrick's The Phantom Unmasked. Could you tell us a bit more about that one, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like so, when 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 you say it's come out today, like I've 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 finally got around to putting up the post today. Um, <laughs> I, I think this is the the joy of school holidays. Whether whether uh, it's actually a, a busy season for Phantom News, or finally I've got a couple of days to sit and uh, write this stuff up. Uh, but but um, so Kevin Patrick, who lots of fans will be familiar with his name, in the sense that uh, he's something of a Phantom academic. Um, on the back of the PhD thesis that he completed um, 
well, for his PhD, obviously, when he, was <laughs> studying, <laughs> when he was studying at Monash University. Kevin lives over in America now and has um, rewritten or has adapted his thesis into a uh, non-fiction book or a text book that is... Um, that is due for publication in November. Um, that's We've been aware of that for a while. We didn't post anything on, on Chronicle Chamber, probably because we are all too busy, But uh, and, and it wasn't actually out. Um, but it came to my attention the other day that uh, it started being listed as available for pre-order, and one of the one of the first sites I went and had looked at to, to see if I wanted to pre-order it now actually featured a preview, and that sort of prompted the post because you're able to read the first 50 pages of the book. Um, so anyone who wants to go to the QBD website, um, which I think stands for Queensland Book Distributors or, or something like that, but anyway, QBD um, is the website. You go there and search for The Phantom Unmasked and Kevin Patrick. You'll get um, an image of the, the cover, and you can click on that and read the first 50 pages of the book. And uh, I've, I've read that, and it's really, it's really fascinating, really interesting information, and the promise of what's to come in the next... 100, 150, 200 pages is, is pretty exciting. So, yeah, that's cert- certainly worth having a read. Excellent. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely be, excuse me, definitely be doing that myself. I'd just say it, it, it is, it's an interesting one because for comic book readers, obviously, um, we're simple people. We, we, we like to, <laughs> to look at the pictures and we talk about the art as much as anything else and, um, uh, comics are written for kids to be able to engage with, I suppose, other than Joe's, you know, beloved historical dramas. Um, <laughs> the, the This is, obvi- it's an academic text, and um, you need to have a reasonable level of literacy to be able to to be able to engage with it. And Yes, it is a thesis. It's a thesis, that's exactly right. So, yeah. Which makes it very, very informative, but uh, it can be quite dense at times. And um, Chapter 2... In particular, I found where he's talking about how syndication works and, and uh, the origin of King Features Syndicate as a business and, and how they operated. Really interesting stuff, and, and um, I've certainly learnt a lot, but I think there'll be certainly some fans who, who are going to flick through that and say, well, hang on, tell me a bit more about the fandom. But the, as I say, the, the rest of the book looks really promising in terms of the chapter titles and the description the reviews that have been given by some of the others on, on some of the sites you can pre-order it. Very good. I'm just having a bit of a, a scroll now, and um, yeah, you can, how many how many pages can you see already? A hundred and two. Can you see? You, no, you can only read the first fifty on the QBD 50, website. Fifty, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Still, that's very good. Oh, it, it's it's it. And when I was talking <laughs> um, talking, when I was messaging uh, Kevin over the last 24 hours uh, in terms of uh, putting the post up, um, he didn't even know that those 50 pages were available <laughs> and, and, and was a bit surprised to see that people could read as much as that. But I think it, it, it's good. It's, it's, um, the QBD site seems to be the one that, that has that much available and um, certainly it's engaged me and, and absolutely compelled me to go out and buy it when, when it's available uh, mid-November. Cool. Hmm. And QBD books are, are I've seen them in um, shopping centres down here in Victoria. I've seen them in South Australia, so they're not just in Queensland. Oh, okay. They're, they're around the place, so, which I, is excellent. I assume the Q stood for Queensland, but maybe not. Well, you would. <laughs> it could be quality. You know? <laughs> <It may. laughs> okay, so that's... Oh, no, we'll, we'll do the, the art show, and then we'll do free news after that, I think. Yes, okay, yep. Yep. 
Um, so the art show, the art show that never dies, is it's well, it will soon, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, currently in Manly, um, closes on the 29th of October. Um, anything about that one there? Oh, what have I just done? And anything about that one, Dan? That you? No, just that if you can possibly get to it before the 29th of October, so it's about a month from now by the time this goes, that uh, this gets published. Um, you should, if you haven't been able to see it, um, and you have the opportunity because you're in Sydney for whatever reason, um, then then do yourself a favour and get along and see it. There's not the there's not the merchandise at this one that there has been at others, and I guess. That's predominantly the Coffs Harbour um, version. Certainly had the most merch available for for fans to collect, I suppose. This is it, though. This is your last chance. I know it says in the catalogue that it was going to go to Papua New Guinea and it was going to go to America, but for safety and for licensing reasons, that's not going to happen now. And um, uh, to uh, to be honest, I think that uh, the curators, after three, three and a half years of this process, are probably um, a a bit tired and a bit exhausted, and and uh, are probably in themselves not not sorry that it's not going to the, to another venue, I suppose. So, um, yeah, it, this is it. This is your last chance to see it. So, if you can, please do. Or start yelling loudly to bring it down to Victoria. Then it can be the last time. <laughs> well, you'll need to start a Kickstarter or um, trying to send them some cash because it, it does cost a lot of money to, to transfer this stuff around and the insurance that's involved. So there there is um, a lot of people who'd like to look at buying, I suppose, some of the art that's in the show because some, some of it is from a pri- from private collections and those owners are very keen to to see it come to them and and for instance i know that a certain um phantom artist cover artist who um has gone on to perhaps own through or co-own through <laughs> um has purchased at least one item from the uh, from the collection and is keen to to see it come back to his place to to display um and any of the other owners of the of the artworks We'll be looking forward to to seeing the exhibition wrap up so that they can get their pieces home again, and and that includes Dietmar himself, um, mm. one of the co-curators, because um, he has a couple of pieces in it, and one that his wife is particularly keen to see come home because it's based on their own son. So there there are a lot of people who are keen to buy whatever's left, and uh, yeah, not letting too much out. Just watch this space. There may be opportunities for that. Oh, very good. Hmm. A little uh, podcast uh, exclusive right there. Oh, there you go. You heard it first. Moving on, um, Australia's not the only place having phantom mm. art shows. Over in uh, Stromstad? <laughs> I, I think that's good, Stromstad. Uh, that's, uh, that's, Stromstad? Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> there we go. Which country is that? All of God's Stromstad. That's in <laughs> Sweden. <country> in? <laughs> it's in Sweden? I believe it. Hang on. Yes, it is in Sweden. Um, if I, It's on the west coast of Sweden, between Oslo and Gothenburg. So, there we go. if that means something to you. <laughs> if you happen to be in Sweden, yes. head over to Stromstad, because um, they have the... Uh, here we go. <laughs> the original Tekninga or, in English, Original Drawings Exhibition, yes. um, which uh, is going through to the 7th of December, so you've still got a little bit of time mm. to um, to get there and enjoy it. Um, so what, what would people expect to see at, at Stromstad there, um, Dan? Uh, this is where we do miss German 
you know, that's not something we're going to say very often, but um, he yeah, is... he was all over this like a rash. He absolutely was. Um, he loves his Scandinavian stuff, and um, this is very much a Scandinavian. But that said, it... Well, Original Drawings, as you say, is the name of the exhibition, and it claims, and there's no reason whatsoever to dispute this, um, it claims to be the largest single gathering or collection of original Phantom artwork ever, um, and it's currently on display in um, in, in a small Swedish village um, in yeah, Sweden, obviously, uh, in Scandinavia. <laughs> so um, Wilson McCoy's, Ray Moore's, Cy Barry's... Um, Right through to you know your Sal Valudos, your um, Alex Saviuks, everybody who's anybody who's ever drawn anything for the Phantom has got something displayed there. So um, there's no doubt that if it was in Australia, there'd be people booking plane tickets to to traverse the country to go and see this. This is this is one of those moments where I think we'd all be very jealous of of those people who can go and see it. It opened over the weekend. Um, I don't know how many of have you have you been on Facebook much over the last couple of days, Steve, to see some of the the photos that are going up. I've seen a couple of photos. I've seen a couple of videos. There's a mm. one with a couple of uh, blokes dressed up as the Phantom and they're down the street with a horse and mm. yeah, they're, they're going all out. They really are. And and um, some of the photos that uh, now I'm going to get the name wrong here. Um, some of the photos that uh, Sinisha Bosnovich, actually that sounds right, Sinisha Bosnovich, I'll edit that so it sounds like I got it right the first time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of the photos that Sinisha has sent us, uh, or sent Jermaine, um, showing the restaurants of the town getting into it, it, sound, it feels like it's a whole community celebration of the Phantom. Um, the cinema is showing... The, the 1943 serial, the 1996 Billy Zane films on a Sunday sort of thing throughout the next 10 weeks until the 7th of December when it wraps up. So uh, it really sounds like a, a place where Phantom fans would love to go and have a look. So I don't know. We, we have got a post, a, a Chronicle Chamber post planned for that, but in all fairness, Jermaine really needs to write it because he's the guy who knows all about it. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, in the meantime, if you can check out Facebook and look up the original Technogar um, site or Sinasha's site for it um, and see some of the pics, um, yeah, that's probably a good idea in the meantime. Yep, very good. And um, so another show that, that doesn't die and it's fantastic, uh, Sammy J, his Hero Complex shows, he's got two dates coming up, I believe. Mm. Um, Nambour. Is that up your way? Yeah, Sunshine Coast. Um, Sunshine Coast. It's only about three hours' drive from here, so I'll get along. Yep. That's on the 27th of, 27th of October. And Narry Warren, which is back down this way, in Victoria, on the 9th of November. Is that um, uh, Western Melbourne, Narry Warren? I want to say yes. Um, So, are you? Uh, would you be trying to make an effort to get along to that on the 9th of November? No, it's on the east. It's on this way on the other side of Melbourne. Oh, actually. right. Okay. And past Danning on. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Well, yeah. I've already betrayed my lack of uh, 
knowledge about the geography of Melbourne. Um, <laughs> well, I, well, I had to look it up. <laughs> you, you, you made me second-guess myself. I'm pretty sure it's on the other side. <laughs> but no, I'll, I'll just double-check. Well, <laughs> if there's one thing I know about Melbourne, it is an absolute nightmare to get from um, the east to the west or vice versa. So... Uh, just take some time. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, 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 if you want to pay for it, it's fine. You know, on the on the toll roads now. Oh, know, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I um, I'm certainly <laughs> looking forward to getting up and seeing the the show again. Um, I, I did see it when he brought it to Brisbane, um, but uh, at <laughs> I, I got sidetracked by Phantom fans on that night. Um, I met. <laughs> I met Duncan in in the probably half hour before we the show started, and then all of a sudden uh, Chris was there and Gary was there and um, Paul. There was there was about five or six Phantom fans all of a sudden that came together because we all recognised recognised the shirts, and um, I ended up <laughs> getting a seat right in the very back corner because I had my two kids with me and they couldn't see from the middle of the back where we ended up. So I I had a poor view. Is, is what I'm saying, um, oh, and so I'm looking forward to, you know, having a bit more of a focus and, and trying to get myself front row centre sort of thing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, very good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, once again, we've we've said it a number of times that the uh, the Hero Complex show is well and truly worth getting along to. So at the oh, moment, yeah. Nambor and Nary Warren, um, Sammy has said that he's there's no there's no set end date on this one. It'll um, it's available to hire if if, if if a community wants to get him along. Um, so if you can get get along to see it, yeah, do so. Absolutely, can't can't recommend it highly enough. Um, let's move to publishing news. So Fru have been quite busy lately. There was a little time there that every day something new was coming out of Fru. Mm. Um, so let's start off with their new subscription offer. Um, so we all, we've, well, I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast has been aware of the, the regular, uh, subscription that, that's happening. And I'm sure many people will also the signature series, um, subscription, but now there's a new subscription or actually there's one, two, three, there'd be about four of them. I'm, I'm guessing, um, hmm. yeah, yeah. Subscriptions that you can choose from. Um, I'm trying to find it on the website. You, you, you take over here, Dan. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll um, blather for a bit, and then you can come in with actual details in a minute. But uh, yep. so, there, as you said, four subscription opportunities. I've probably—it's only when you said four that I realised there was four. I've only sort of thought of one for myself, to be honest. Um, but there are obviously people will have noticed that there are three new quarterly publications that Fru are putting out, and um, those those are obviously comics that are coming out. Once every three months, and that's the the giant size, Phantom's World, and of course Kid Phantom. So each of those is now able to be subscribed to, and you can you can go all right. I want a giant size subscription, and uh, that will mean that you get all four comics in the year. And there was a uh, I, twenty twenty five percent discount on the cover price for those if you if you do that for each of the for each of those titles. But when I say the one that I was well, looking 30%. at... About 30%. 30%, is it? There you go. Yeah. So so that's that's really good. I mean, that's basically a free comic. Um, mm. you, you're getting three for the... You're getting four for the price of three, basically. 
which is pretty good, um, especially when you consider that it comes to you really well packed. Um, I've got a subscription I've never had. Um, they, they swapped envelopes probably a year ago, and since they did that, I've never had a problem with the condition of the comics as they arrive. They're always pristine and um, don't have the stickers or any um, newsagents marks on them or anything like that, so that's really nice. Um, and then, of course, your fourth option is the bundle where you go, you've got all... Um, all three of those titles um, coming as a subscription. Which, and that's very tempting. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to... Yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm going to have to do that one. I was a bit... Mm. We'll talk about Giant Size, I think, next time Jermaine's on board because um, Giant Size 2 we haven't really discussed yet on the podcast. No. But uh, um, I was probably... Of, the, of all of those publications, the Giant Size was the one that I was a bit iffy about. But um, if you do the the subscription for all of those titles, you're basically getting one of them for free. And yeah. um, and and uh, I'll take a free Giant Size comic, that's for sure. So. That, that's well, that's it. <laughs> and um, and the gifts don't stop there. Like um, so, and if you get the special, you know, three comic um, subscription, the discount actually pops up to thirty five percent. Discount on cover price of all three. It's uh, ninety-eight bucks here on here on the website. So um, ninety-eight dollars. So you you're under a hundred bucks for all. Yeah. Twelve comics well, in the year. Twelve. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And which is you, you're ahead. Mm. Really. Well, um, Kid Phantom's only the the. Th- tw- uh, I'm going to get this yeah, wrong. Around us, the thirty pages, but the other ones are all a hundred. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and all you know around the ten dollar mark too. Mm, exactly. Um, so you get the you get the twelve comics, so the four giant size, the four Phantoms World, and the four Kid Phantom. Mm. But here's the extra little. Oh, and this also includes postage, by the way. So there's no extra, um, you know, whack on an extra couple of dollars for postage. No terms postage, and conditions. <laughs> it's included within Australia. That thirty five percent discount, the ninety eight dollars for all uh, twelve of them. The postage has been included. Yeah, that's pretty um. Cool. Uh, that's very. That's another thing that's uh, that's tipping me over. Mm. Um, but the absolute sweet deal here: the Phantoms Universe character cards are free. Now these are a new collector card. They're not the the what's those other ones that we've got? The um, the file cards. The file cards. These are a, a totally new um, type of card, and they're not the trading cards that are, com- that are hopefully coming out soon. Um, they're a, a Phantoms Universe card. Mm. Um, so the Phantoms Universe character cards are limited and only available for free as part of this special offer. And each comic contains one different card. So, um, so, so there's 12 um, comics in the in the subscription. There are 12 different cards um, to go with them. Yes. So um, Giant Size Three will have you know a card, and every Giant Size Three will have that. Specific card. It's not like a random thing thrown yes, in. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And and I think that's important for people to realise because um, what whatever I, I I think Phantoms World Two is the first. If you if you're going to go that ninety eight dollar option and get the whole package, Phantoms World Two is the first one to come out. And if that's the first one to come out, it should have card one. And the only way you're going to get yeah. card one is if you get Phantoms World Two, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, so on and so forth. Kid Phantom number four will have card number nine attached to it, for instance, um, mm. whatever, whatever. So, 
Um, the cards, the cards will be available for purchase separately. Um, we should say that the file cards. Oh yeah. Um, are for available. Two dollars a pop, I think. Is that right? Uh, that sounds that? familiar. Yes. Hmm. I'm, I'm steadfastly refusing to go back and look at anything um, <laughs> that, that might actually be uh, informed or, or whatever. Yeah, no, that does sound right though. So, um, and, and there will people. There will be people who choose to do that because the Phantoms world, for instance, is not for everybody. Um, giant size is not for everybody. Kid Phantom is not for everybody. Um, no. But, gee, these Phantom Universe cards do look like they are for everybody. So, mm. um, Yeah, so if you don't want the comic, get the cards. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Um, then there'll be 52... There's The Phantoms Universe cards are a set of 52 different, of, or different cards of your favourite characters like Diana, the 21st Phantom, Duran, Hero, Sandal, Singh, and more. Mm. And looking at the picture, we look like there's Hero, Uncle Dave, and... Yeah, yeah just it'll be interesting, and, and this is a... What was that, Colonel Weeks? This, Dave, this is a, where Jermaine and I probably would disappear down a wormhole for, for half an hour um, when we start <laughs> to talk about this, but one thing that, to note is, uh, and we've put this in our post, it won't be in the ad, but... Um, uh, Dudley has told us that 52 is a is the number at this stage, and mm. that new cards might be added on if there are new characters that appear in new material. Was how he put it. Um, yeah. And and I guess an example of that. That's is, just exciting. Well, it is. It is an mm. example of that. Is is one that you've just mentioned there, Sandal Singh. She apparently is going to be on a card, but there's there's. Got to be questions, you know. He's, she's certainly not as iconic or as traditional as your Uncle Dave's or your Diana's or, um, dare I say it, Lamanda Lager, um, given mm. that Sandal is apparently the most recent president of uh, Bengala. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in one universe, maybe. Well, and this is, and this is where it's going to be. And that's where the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> yeah, that, and this is, this is where Jermaine and I disappear for half an hour. Um, yep. But in his absence, I'll be able to get away with saying this. Um, I found it curious that on the... Ba- so we've seen the front and the back of the first four cards. Um, those were published, publicised <laughs> um, um, in the Facebook post. The back of card one, so card one, as you'd expect, is Kit Walker, the 21st Phantom. Um, the back of that card has a lot of biographical information and the last sentence um, actually says something about Sandal Singh and the fact that um, she claims that he is the father of her child and I, I got to be honest I'm not 100% comfortable with that being on the back of a Phantoms Universe card because that is not in my eyes um part of the Phantom canon because that's a that's a, a story that um, or, or a timeline that exists in Egmont comics that is not consistent with I guess what I see as canon which is the newspaper strips so yes it, it's interesting I'll be interested to see in other cards what they've put on the back and and where because these have the potential to dictate what is the the canon these universe cards yeah, I suppose they do um well, by definition, oh. it's the universe cards. So Ooh. which universe are they going to accept as being correct? Well, all. They're just, going to, just trying to bring them all in and trying to align them all and see what happens and see whose noses get out of joint. 
Yes, yes. So, uh, <coughs> focus. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's um, it's a it's a it's a really great um a really good great initiative from Fru. Um, oh yeah. They they are using um, Egmont um, creators, I suppose. Andreas Eriksson is responsible for the text that goes on the back, which I guess is why Sandal and um, Egmont stories. <laughs> are going to be considered to be okay. Um, Henrik Salstrom? Um, Salstrom, yes, you're right. Henrik Salstrom, who was a guest on episode 72 of the podcast, um, has done the artwork for them, and, and he's a magnificent artist, and they oh, do look great. Great. Mm. Um, so, and, and uh, Jermaine, credit where due, has actually helped Andreas with his translations into English. So there's um, a little bit of a Chronicle Chamber connection to the cards as well, which we're we're pretty proud of, Ooh. to be honest. Absolutely. So. Mm. We'll take credit wherever, wherever we can. Yeah, that's right. From Jermaine, it's a team effort. <laughs> Even if he didn't tell us he, we were doing, he was doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and there and there will be a folder attached to them as well. Um, mm. So it'd be really interesting to see what that looks like and who's responsible for the art on that one. Yeah, and they do like cards do look great. Enough. I but set that I picked up um, well, a month or so ago now. I just put them into a folder last night when I was watching the Brownlow, and thought, oh, they really do look good. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, yeah. More stuff coming out through. We've got the treasure room. So if you click on the little link at the top of their website, and you click on treasure room, you think, what's in the treasure room? Well, not much now because I think people have been gone off and and bought it within bought the it first all. Week. <laughs> bought it all. Actually, we've still there's still the um, issue eight six two in the um, in that brick thing, universal grade seven for a hundred dollars. But um, oh, they have, I was hoping there would be a write up here in the um, on the website. I guess I must have just put that on the um, Facebook post. But um, the, the treasure room consists of whatever they really want to tell you the truth, yep. anything they want to get rid of and, and sell. And you have the opportunity to, to buy a piece of through office history. Yeah, that's it. I, um, Dudley, when we, when we messaged Dudley about it, he basically said that, yeah, anything that doesn't fit any of the other categories <laughs> will go on there. <laughs> um, and then I had the opportunity, and we're going to talk about the Oz Comic Con in a moment, but uh, I had the opportunity to talk to Glenn Ford, um, himself at uh, Oz Comic Con in Brisbane last weekend, and he, I asked him the question, so what's going to go in the treasure room? And basically, he said the same thing: anything that, anything that's turned up in the move from their Castle Ray headquarters out to where they are now, um, which is uh, Cloverly West, and oh, I'm taking that off an envelope that I've seen in front of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that's right. Um, yeah, so anything that's turned up in the move that either Jim Shepard had up on the walls that they don't, um, that, that they, you know, haven't got room for or whatever, um, or anything else that turns up in the storerooms, basically, that uh, that they can see a way to, to get out to fans rather than just continuing to, to have in storage. So um, I guess that's, uh, that's going to be one that um, really keen fans are going to check periodically because, like you said, the... There was eight or nine items that appeared that day, and within 12 hours, I think almost all of them were gone. So, mm. Mm. Um, just in regards to address, um, the physical address is Alexandria. The postal address is Cloverly West. Ah, West. Okay. Yeah. 
Very good. There we go. Yeah. So uh, um, Glenn did say that their new address, they've got a lot more wall space, but he's also keen to get, um, uh, similar to what uh, I guess we were saying in the Collection That Does Not Die podcast, he wants he likes to display stuff, and if he can't display it, uh, he'd rather see it go to a place that can. And, um, yeah, yeah hence the treasure room. Very good. Um, and you alluded to Oz Comic Con. What news you got there for Oz Comic Con there, uh, Dan? Oh, well, basically that through we're going to have a presence at Oz Comic Con, um, which is good to see. And um, I know that's that's almost wrapped up. And look, by the time – what is this, Tuesday? Um, by the time we get – oh, well, <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a podcast that's due for publication before this one gets published. So there's no <laughs> doubt that this will come out after Oz Comic Con in Sydney has elapsed. Um, but uh, just, just people who weren't in Brisbane, Brisbane or Sydney – um, and, and couldn't get to the, the conventions, um, just to let you know what was going on there. Fru does not, having just been to Brisbane and, and uh, seen what was there and talked to the guys about what's going to happen in Sydney. They don't actually have a Fru booth, so to speak, uh, like we saw at Sydney Supernova, um, but they do have a presence, and that's through um, some of their artists and authors now, uh, particularly or namely Paul Mason, who is the all artist for Kid Phantom, and Andrew Constant, who's the author for Kid Phantom. They've set up a booth together, or, or next to each other, next to Gestalt Comics, who they also do some work for. And um, uh, not to say that Fru are riding the coattails of those guys, but because they're doing work for Fru at the moment, they've got some Fru stuff available uh, for purchase there, or, or, that, or that's your Fru connection basically, or, or your Phantom, that's how you get your Phantom fix. Um, it, it is all about Kid Phantom, and, and rightfully so, because that's their that's their baby. Um, when I went along last weekend, um, Paul had all of his, um, his uh, work-in-progress books, which I think you've... I've got now, and it's fantastic. Were you recording when we... When we I talk think about we that. were. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was before. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so the Kid Phantom Working Process book is uh, is really fascinating. Um, and Paul's also got a heap of prints from um, various various scenes of Kid Phantom, including some prints of images that are going to be in Kid Phantom 3, which is interesting. He's got all of the original artwork for Kid Phantoms 1, 2, and about half or two-thirds of 3. So I was actually able to, to flick through the original artwork and get a bit of a feel for what uh, the third book is going to look like, which is really cool. Yeah, and, and then, of course, all of the bookmarks and the stickers and that sort of thing, which are, are available on the free website, um, were available at the Comic-Con as well. So, again, it's just great to see that uh, the fandom has got that presence there because without those guys, honestly, there's there's I saw one wall one small wall plaque um, in the entire convention, which was Phantom. So, uh, otherwise, it's all about Star Trek, uh, Star Wars, and Spider-Man. So, mm. Mm. Uh, it's good to get the uh, bit of purple crack into people's veins. It's good. Yeah, at least at least remind them that it's out there. That's it. Mm. Um, and that's if they don't read a newspaper or see a digital um, copy of the newspaper as they, as they are nowadays. It, um, we don't usually talk about the newspaper strip. Um, but the latest story has been um, uh, an interesting one, I, um, one that um, often led to great discussions between us, um, not on on the um, 
well, I don't know. Maybe we did do, discuss on the podcast. It's hard to remember what we discuss on here and what we don't. <laughs> yeah, what we don't sometimes. Yeah. Oh, mate, I couldn't um, remember what we discussed 30 minutes ago on the podcast yeah. <laughs> and what wasn't. So in previous episodes, we've got no hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the Curse of Old Man Moz story has, has wrapped up uh, just last week. And um, for those keeping scores, the 247th Daily story, Mike Manley's fourth story, Tony DePaul's 49th Daily. Good on you, Tony. And um, what? And it was very, well, I think it was very well done. It was, you didn't know which way I was going to go. You didn't know, um, like, I, I was fairly certain that um, things would all turn out for the best. Um, but it kept you guessing. Um, especially with the um, with the extra bit about you know, behind the scenes about DePaul um, and, and his negotiations in regards to contract, you know, yeah. could he be leaving and could this be the the actual end of the Phantom? Mm. Um, so th- there was that element to it as well. Um, and now there's a bit uh, last week I think I read on. On, I think it was on a Facebook post, someone wasn't happy with Manly's art and um, in regards to that, to a, a certain day's strip, hmm. um, and which Terry Beatty, I, I think, actually went in, former uh, Phantom hmm. artist Terry Beatty, went in to bat for him and oh. did an absolute fantastic oh, job. That, that's a night watchman coming in and uh, scoring a, a good solid <laughs> 50, isn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. well, <laughs> He went on to make the century. Yeah. <laughs> Batted through just... lunch the next day. <laughs> yep. And yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you. Uh, well, I'd better say thank you, Terry, but you didn't do anything for me. I'm sure Mike has thanked you. Mm. Um, but yeah, really putting things into perspective. But um, having said that, Mike's Mike Manley's art throughout this whole adventure until, you know, last week, yes, he had an off day, but his action sequences and the use of shade and perspectives and point, well, point of view is the same thing, and his actions, there are, it is just phenomenal. The Phantom is going absolute eight droppings here. Oh, yeah. And um, it's as if he's got nothing left to lose. We're talking mm. about the Phantom here. And he has just gone for it. And in a way, it's... I think refreshing probably not the right word, but I'm going to say it, use it anyway. It's refreshing to just see him being rough on roughnecks. He is yeah. just—he's not giving them a chance. You know, he's got—he's—he's um, he's hiding behind a wall. Reached behind, grabbed the bloke by the face, and just slammed him back into the wall. Mm. You know, this guy—he is taking no. Well, he's not taking any chances. That's for sure. There are plenty of skull marks around. Mm. And um, it was great to see. Mm. And then we've got um, old Scaredy McScared Scared hiding behind this big wall, big wheel, waiting to um Harry to shoot him in the back. <laughs> Sorry, Harry Hempshirt, I think was his name. Harry Hempshirt, <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> and um, yeah, and yeah, a lot of the um, and, you know, after he's finished getting rid of the bad guys and there's explosions and he's just walking away, you know, walking towards us, sorry, and there's this big explosion in the background. He's just saying, it's over. Mm. And in the foreground, we see the big wheel where we know Harry Hempshire mm. is hiding. And um, I'm getting, oh, that must have come on a, well, it's the 31st of August, so was that a, um, a weekend? Ready, ready to tie us over? Hang on, I'll, I'll check. Yeah, it probably was a Saturday. Yep. 
Thirty-four. No, I tell a lie. It was on a Thursday. Oh, you got late lunch. Oh, that makes it feel like a long day. <laughs> Which gave <laughs> Friday the opportunity for Harry Hampshire to take aim at his back. What happened on Saturday? Um, that sense of doom. It's haunting me. I put it aside. Did my best work tonight, and yet, and then you had to wait till Monday to see if he gets shot or not. Mm. Mm. So it was just. There was suspense, there was action. I thought it was a very well done. Um, and I think the right result happened. Um, but that's me. And some people might disagree with me, and you're allowed to. Um, you're allowed to be wrong, that's fine. <laughs> what, what about yourself there? I've, I've, I've been speaking a fair bit about that one. Dan, is there anything you'd like to, oh, to add? So much. It, um, it, it's a real... It was a really enjoyable story. Um, one of the things that it certainly did for me was, and look, even the reason that we're talking about it tonight, it drew us back into the daily strip. Um, it certainly drew me back into the daily strip. I will confess, I may have even said on the podcast before, that um, I, I love Tony DePaul's work and I, and I regard the newspaper strip as the canon but I tend not to read it on a day-to-day basis because I, um, you know, because I, I don't. Um, I wait till it comes out as a comic book and then and then read it that way. But with this story, because of the way it started, where it said this is, it was within the first two or three days of the strip. This is going to be the death of the Phantom of the twenty-first Phantom, and the way that it was set up with Old Man Moz's visions. Um, I was just compelled and I was drawn into it. And um, and I was, I've actually changed my um, laptop settings so that when I open Chrome, um, King's uh, Comic Kingdom is one of the tabs that pops up straight away <laughs> so, so that now I see that every day. Um, and, and this story compelled me to do that because it was just so engrossing. Um, <laughs> I, you still got to wait until four, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon before it's... Can yeah, I don't know how you managed to do it because you sent us uh, a little screenshots at about 6 o'clock in the morning. So where, yeah. where, where do you get yours from? I've got a digital subscription to um, the Herald Sun. Ah. So whatever newspaper is up there and um, it's got Carry the Phantom. Yeah, I've just got the digital subscription to the thing. The first thing I do, well, you, unless there's a story that catches my eye on the front page, which very rarely happens, <laughs> is I go straight to the comics and um, I do read the comics in order, so Hagar and, and yeah. Ginger Meggs and, and Snake and, and Garfield and even Fred Bassett. I even read Fred. <laughs> um, but the last comic is um, is the fan that always save the best for last. Mm. And yep, yeah, so every morning, yeah, about six o'clock, I hopped out of the shower and it's time to read the paper. Yeah, and and, yeah. and no, I, I was sweating on those some mornings just to see because <laughs> as I said, yeah, as you have you said, King, Comics Kingdom doesn't update till about four o'clock, um, whatever. Must be morning American mm. time or something. Um, yeah, and, and yeah you're getting you got a little bit narky if I didn't do it. Yeah, well, there <laughs> were days. There were a couple of misses. <laughs> Hang on, what's yeah. what's going on, Stephen? You've let us down. <laughs> Don't go to work early. You've got to you've got to flick this this image. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was away on, on retreat. Oh, when you went on and camp get, or retreat? Yeah, I was yeah. on camp. I get this message. Oh, crack, I don't know if I get that was, I was able to get it up, but it was pretty That was strong. right at crunch time too. So. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, I, I agree with what you say about the art. Um, that that one day 
um, that there were comments, and, and I think the comment was, well, this just isn't good enough or whatever. Um, I, I was taken aback by uh, the comment. It, it wasn't a great daily strip, to be fair, and the face of the fandom on that day was not... On that particular day, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think as far as the, the overall story goes, um, would you say Mike Manley's fourth story? This is his best mm. one. Um, yeah. So far, and you know, only four stories in, he's entitled to grow into it. Um, this, was, this was his best one, and some of the, certainly the action sequences in particular were just stunning. Um, yep. I actually was compelled to message Mike one day and say, is the original art for this daily strip available? Because I'd love to be able to buy that. Um, oh, there's no way I can probably afford it, but I, it was just so good. I, it was just so good. I had to message him. He never replied, so I don't know if he'd already he'd already sold it or whatever. It's interesting uh, on a number of levels there the artwork because whoever um, Mimi Simon is, his, his background artist who is training or whatever, she um, seems to be more involved with this story than with others. And um, if that's letting him focus more on the the characters and that sort of thing, then that's certainly paying off because, uh, again, the, the, the character action and the, the dynamic movement of the, the images there is just um, is, is really, really compelling. And, and the other thing I'd say about the art, I suppose, is that uh, it was interesting to see that Mike in his Facebook posts was a bit disappointed some days in the way that it had been coloured. So that, that was an interesting one for me. Did you, did you notice anything there about the colouring? Um, well, bad comments or just as I was reading it? Oh, well, either or, I suppose, as, as you were well, reading I didn't, it. I didn't see any comments about them from Mike. But um, every now and then, maybe something was off, but other times it was very well done. I, yeah. Yeah, the ones that seemed that he seemed to really um, be unhappy with was the ones where um, it was sort of just a colour wash across the entire strip and it sort of went from or orangish across the top down to purple down the bottom just as a, yeah. a filter across the entire strip rather than having individual um, colours applied to elements of the of the strip. Ah, oh, yes, I see now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so he, I don't think he was particularly excited with the way that the, the colours had been applied there. Um, but whether the, yeah. the colourist or, or whoever was the editor um, was trying to achieve a particular effect of just, as you said before, the Phantom going through this action in a bit of a... All, he was almost in a bit of a mist, wasn't he, where he was saying, well, I'm impervious or I am going to die in this mm. particular expedition and so I need to just get in the zone. And he said that a couple of times. I'm in the zone. I've never fought better. Um, and that's how it must be yeah. for the Phantom on their last mission sort of thing was the was the idea behind it. Yeah. Mm. What, what about the... The story itself, though, the way that it's set up from the beginning of this is the end, the this is going to be the death of the 21st Phantom, um, through to ultimately it wasn't. Um, how did that work for you? Oh, I was fine with it. Yeah, it just, I don't know, the say it's going to be, but mm, you're probably hoping that it's not going to be. And, mm. and um, I don't know, maybe we'll have connotations in the future. Maybe now he... Will be seen. He won't be as strong as he needs to be, and they'll, they'll need to bring um, the kids back. But um, I don't know. By the end of it, he, he still seemed pretty strong, and mm. um, still still seemed pretty, you know, fan of me. And um, I, 
and I remember commenting to to you guys about um, I, yeah, hopefully there wasn't going to be a whole week worth of um argument in the bedroom. <laughs> um, yeah, and it wasn't a whole week. There was a there was a few days, but um. And even then, it wasn't was, it wasn't an argument, was it? it was more no. Uh, so you've done this, and and, yeah. and that was that was done well, I thought, in terms of Diana mm. spoke to Babadan about uh, or, or spoke in Babadan's presence that this is what I'm worried about, and sort of Im, uh, implicitly encouraged him to go and protect the Phantom. And, and spoilers, if you haven't read it, you should have bloody read it. It was a good story. <laughs> um, um, Babadan saves the day. Um, because he, uh, and I haven't got it in front of me, but he was, he's an expert hunter and an expert warrior or something like that. Um, mm. tracker and warrior, I think. Um, which was how he was able to, to, to involve himself and save the day. Um, yeah, yeah so, uh, you were happy enough with that plot device? Yeah, I was, I was fine with that. Mm. With, yeah, but without saving it. Um, well, something something had to happen. He didn't have his, didn't have devil. He was really he really was by himself. Mm. And um, yeah, usually you know you'd have devil. You'd have someone just watch his back, and it wasn't there. And luckily, um, there was Baba down. Mm. Um, I'm just who, who's been a really cool character that um, oh, he's been the Paul's great. introduced like over the last probably four or five stories. Mm. Oh, it's more. It'd be more than that. He's now, been he's been around for ages. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just looking. Um, I'm guessing it was on the 13th of September, seeing as that's the day I, I, I took the screenshot. Um, it's um, where Diana realises that um, the Phantom's back. Just the, I don't know if you've, you've got it in front of you or not, but um, it kind of the art in this one kind of reminds me of the early Phantom. Like I, I, I don't want to say whether it was McCoy or um, the other guy, more, more, um, but especially the 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 centre panel in this one just has that the thirties forties um, type look to it, except with a slightly modern feel. Mm. Um, that might sound weird, I don't know, but it just has that that look about it, it's like it's a, a throwback to um, to yesteryear. Mm. Yeah, and, um, I, I, I don't have that in front of me, but. Um... Yeah, I did get that sense at different times through the... You know, there was some quite modern, particularly the action sequences, and, and you mentioned the walk, just walking away from an explosion, letting it happen behind him. There was some quite modern sequences, but there was a real, um, I guess, pulp feel to, yeah. to some of the scenes in this in this story. Mm, and as, as this um, story was uh, concluding, Free was publishing... The 22nd fan, the Empty Throne Saga. Now, we're not mm. going to talk too much about it. Well, well just before if we, we move did... to... Sorry. Yeah? Just sorry, before we move to that. Um, a, couple, a couple of last comments, I suppose, about this. Because the the yeah. story obviously did get people very interested in, was this was this the time when we moved to the 21st fan? And we've certainly mentioned it on the... Uh, moved to the 22nd, sorry. We've mentioned it on the podcast before. We've talked extensively about the death potential death of 21, and um, this story was really a, a catalyst for that. It's interesting now to see. You mentioned the retirement now, or the potential retirement of 21, uh, given that he's gone through this story, and I, to be honest, hadn't considered that. It'll be interesting to see, because it feels to me like this was the opportunity, or, or this was the time to, to kill 21 and move to 22, 
And if you don't do it now, when would you do it in the daily stories? Like, mm. you can't do it in the next two or three stories because it's on the back of this one. It's going to have to be five or ten years from now before they can revisit this idea. So does that mean all of this speculation about the death of 21 and all the rest of it, that's done? That's a good point. Worth discussing. But I don't know right now. I don't have an answer. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you, we, you've hearkened on the, de- the 22nd Egmont story, so maybe that'll be part of that conversation. The other, the other mm. last thing that I'd say about um, Curse of Old Man Moz and the fact that, as I said, I've now got uh, Comics Kingdom popping up um, regu- on a regular basis. Um, there's an old internet adage, which is, don't read the comments. And <laughs> that certainly applies to the Phantom comic as much as anything else on Comics Kingdom. Uh, Do you ever go through and read the comments on Comics Kingdom? Oh, every now and then. Oh, there's, I, I'm staggered, honestly. And, and if, you're, if you are a regular commenter on uh, Comics Kingdom, honestly, some of the... The, the vitriol and narkiness about the, both the, the author and the artist. Um, I, I was really surprised because I maybe... Yeah, like, pull your bloody head in. Yeah. I, maybe I walk around with my head in the clouds a little bit and I, and I like to think that fandom people are good people. But honestly, there are people who are just getting on there and commenting and you're thinking, well, if you don't like it, don't read it. Don't log on to this site, and um, you know you're putting yourself through this misery because you get on every day and complain about what's happened next, or you you want to come on with your narky comment. You know, do something better with your life. Yeah, yeah. I only see them on the on um for the Sunday because I don't because Sunday's trip doesn't appear in the paper. Of course, so, right? Um, yeah. Yep. So I'm only on there on the Sunday to to see those silly comments, but um. Mm. Yeah, just like, oh, what's this idiot going... And it's always the same people, and you think, oh, what's he going to say this time? Yeah, anyway. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we, we have an opinion, I'm sure, and so they do too. Yeah. Just that, uh, yeah but like to like you said before, balanced. our opinion is right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that, that has been something I, I say to kids sometimes. Look, mm. if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I got that off a movie, I thought, I'm going to use that, and I do. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. as I was saying before, um, as this story was um, was wrapping up in the newspapers, um, Fru was publishing the 22nd Fan, the Empty Throne Saga, and um, we won't uh, go into it too much, because uh, Jermaine will be absolutely filthy if we do. Um, <laughs> he, yeah. he, that, that'll be a three-hour podcast, just him telling us what we didn't should have said <laughs> and all this type of stuff. So, um, until that would probably be entertaining for people to hear him take us to task for uh, oh, talking about it without him. He would, he would go nuts. It'd be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you missed this. And what if, anyway, don't worry, Jermaine. We're not going to review it just yet. But seeing as they are covering the same sort of um, a plot device or something, yeah. is that the right? You're the English teacher. Oh, that, that works for me. There's certainly the same concept. Con- yeah, the same concept. That's the word we're looking for. Um, now, until just before recording this, I'd only read um, part one of um, the, Empty Sa- the Empty Throne Saga, and um, it left me quite underwhelmed, um, mainly because nothing happened. 
which is unfortunate because the cover is, I know this is going to sound like a review, but the cover sound is absolutely brilliant. Um, who was it that did it again? Uh, Jamie, Jamie Johnson. Johnson. Yep. Um, of course it was. That's, you know, dynamic and, you yeah. know, they're, they're running off to, to, to fight and it looks like, um, the, the twins are off on an adventure and that's great. Then you read it and think, where's this adventure? And, um, yeah. And I, I was very much let down by the story. Part two, I'm glad I read that um, just before this because there was action. There was things happening. And um, they didn't make Kit Jr. to look like an idiot. Yeah, but more, but more on that in um, when we actually review it properly. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff I really want to say about uh, the, yeah. this little saga, but... I'm um, going to keep the powder dry for for two reasons. One, because Jermaine's not here to point out how wrong I am, and also, <laughs> um, and also because, give it its due, you've got to. I'd I'd like to see the third part of it before I um, yeah. uh, discuss it. And 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 look, I, I, no spoilers. It's a preview, I suppose. Um, there are bits of it that I'm I like and that I'm interested in. There are bits of it that I'm that concern me as well. So. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, and I'm glad that part two was better because on the back of part one, I thought that, um, the, the daily strip had handled it so much better. It was such far and above, um, yeah. what, what Egmont had done, mm. but it is a three parter and second part has gotten better. And that's not because, just because of Savvy York's artwork, um, <laughs> my dad, um, it was just the, the, the story was able to progress and they, they did some good stuff and, mm. Yeah, we'll see what part three looks like. Now, I haven't seen the cover of part two. You didn't send me that. Oh, sorry, mate. No, I didn't. Um, oh. It's awesome, I should say. I haven't... Um, so I did get part two. I haven't lined the part one and two next to each other as the as the triptych cover demands. Um, I, I, they, they they will look pretty cool next to each other. But look, Jamie Johnson, this, this, act, this one actually is one of the better, um, I guess... Action shots of the Phantom punching, just because of the way that, uh, that he's got the mouth um, really in that sn- aggressive impact snarl sort of thing that's coming. So um, yeah, so sorry, oh, sorry I didn't send you the photo of the uh, of the cover. Of that it's good. Let me let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way you just described it, then I think I've, I've seen a um, a black and white of it. I think a, a progress shot. <laughs> this was the uh, this was the last cover. Oh. I've just seen it on um, the Fru website. Oh, there you go. Yeah, here it is. Ooh. Yes, that's yeah. very good. Oh, look, this this is going to jump out at people from um, um, news agents. It gives you a spell mark just looking at it. <laughs> yeah, just about you, you, you just got to rub your chin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold the comic away from your face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that just pops. That's yeah, fantastic. Okay, well, um, I think we're pretty close to the hour mark there, um, Dan. With a bit of and yet we, a little bit of editing, we might be, we might even get under an hour. So um, and yet we've covered everything. So <laughs> covered absolutely everything. So those people keeping score, it's Jermaine's fault that we always go late, <laughs> which um, is what we've always been saying. Yeah, he denies <laughs> it, but um, we've known the truth for quite some time there, mate. <laughs> Uh, anything else you'd like to say before we get into the outro there, Dan? 
Uh, no, mate, I think um, I think we've covered that well. There's uh, some. Well, what, I guess just to say that it suddenly seems to be ramping up again for Phantom stuff. Um, we haven't we haven't talked about what we heard or I heard. I guess at the Oz Comic Con panel um, where Glenn and um, uh, Paul and Andrew spoke. Have I told you about the Kid Phantom animated short film that's coming? Yes, you did tell me that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, if you people who are hearing this have already heard the um, the panel conversation, um, which you haven't unfortunately yet, Stephen. So uh, it, <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> the, of a time warp. Timey wimey. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so no, look, there's some, there's it, it's just an exciting time again, I guess. Um, in in uh, comics and news number seventy three, we talked about how it was a, um, a bit of a quiet time to be in the Phantom world. Um, I feel like it's starting to ramp up again. So yeah, just uh, watch this space and and uh, yeah, the the purple crack keeps coming. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, this isn't Phantom related, but it looks like I saw something about uh, Paul Mason. He's um. He's leading a um, a course, I think, up there in Queensland, mm. whatever university he's attached to, about uh, sequential art and creating comics and stuff. From what I looked at it, so um, hopefully a few new comic creators come out of there, and hopefully they get some work with Fru or they or they um, contribute well to the um, to uh, local comic shops with um, some interesting characters and stories. So oh, absolutely! The it, gr- the, uh, the Griffith University, it is up here, Griffith mm. Film School. Uh, Jungle Patrol seems to be on the, on the march. Um, I think if I read the the social media correctly today, um, they have started that um, enrolments for that course, and they've got enough enrolments that they've had to do a second course or, oh, or really? a second class. So um, yeah, it, it's been really really popular. So oh, congratulations, Paul and Griffiths. Yeah. And, and reading there, I think he was getting some help from Andrew Constance. Constant? Constance. Constant, yep. Constant. Um, on that, I think I read that right, or was it... Uh, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> that happens sometimes. Not except often. when I'm right. <laughs> Not often. Okay, so, as always, check out uh, chroniclechamber.com for all the latest news and reviews and Anything else phantom related? We've got. Um, if you scroll right down the bottom, you'll you'll find um, some YouTube clips. Mm. Um, we've got it's the the phantom twenty forty playthrough. Is that right? Is there anything else um, on there that I haven't seen lately, Dan? Oh, there was the um, there's the opening of the Manly Art Show galleries down there as well. But probably the, the yep. twenty forty playthrough is the certainly that's the thing that Joe's working on at the moment from England. Um, he's got some clips that he's going to add to that channel shortly. He's also working again on that Patreon uh, subscriber extras thing that uh, we oh, keep yes, alluding to that is coming soon. So uh, mm. it's, it's going to be huge when it drops. Yeah, but he's been working furiously on that. Yeah, just wait just wait and see with what that is. It's, mm. it's great. If it turns um, out to be less than what you're expecting, dear listener, uh, that's Joe's fault. Yeah, we've got nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all him. Um yeah, and that's especially for uh, Patreon subscribers too, um, yes. I might add. So get onto Patreon, um, give us a few bucks, helps us um, with all our running, and you get you know some bonus stuff. And um, and send a thing, and if you'd like it, please send a thank you to Joe because he has been working hard on that. Yeah. Um, also check us out on social media. 
Um, of course, we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, but yeah, most of our stuff. Well, I'm, I'm I'm a big Facebook user. I don't tend to use the other stuff much. Um, but we're always on that nearly on a daily. Um, <laughs> the seemed hourly uh, this week with all the news <laughs> coming out. But um, yes, please check out um, Facebook and subscribe to us on iTunes. You're obviously listening to us now, and um, most some of you will be doing on iTunes. Some of you will be doing on Google Play. I'm guessing, or you're just going straight through from the website. However, if you get to get onto iTunes, please make sure that you give us a ranking, and um, that way we feel good about ourselves because you like us, and it also it, it pops up our rating, so we're easier to, for people to find. Um, have I forgotten anything there, Dan? No, it sounds, sounds very good, mate. Um, I've, uh, I've enjoyed doing this little podcast, it, a mini comics and news with you, um, and, and as I say, next time, Next time Jermaine gets on, he'll be able to fill us in on, on what his opinion was on all of the uh, the Melon uh, diary and calendar and, and what he thought about the exhibitions and all the rest of it. So we'll be able to go I'll over bring you a pillow because we'll go for about four hours, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do certainly hope that my um, that my voice is, has, is a bit louder. I've had to use a different device today, so I've had to go resort back to my old headphones. So hopefully... Um, when this is all edited, I know we get a bit bit of criticism because I talk softly, um, but hopefully um, we're all good on this one. Well, that's a bit of a worry because the whenever whenever we get that feedback, it's about uh, I had to turn it up while Stephen was speaking, and then um, Dan blasted me out. They never mentioned Jermaine for sound levels for whatever reason. Um, so if that's the case, <laughs> the listeners have had an awful time when it's just the two of us. <laughs> it's, been, it's been dynamic for them. They won't fall asleep. It's just, oh, what's he saying? What's he saying? They quick close the speaker. Then Dan blasts. Bang! So keep you on your toe as well. Um, it's been great talking to you, Dan. Um, yeah, you too, mate. I've, I've enjoyed it. Excellent. And as always, happy phantoming. Happy phantoming, everyone. Five hundred. Beautiful. Very good. Uh, yeah, I reckon that that would be about an hour. I reckon. Yeah. And and look, Perfect. we didn't we didn't talk about any comics and that sort of thing. So um, so that'll be Jermaine's excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's full of those. Yeah. <laughs> We've actually got a, a potentially busy little time with the podcast coming up. Um, if I mm. have a look at, because um, I went through with the extra time I've had lately, went through and had a look at the, the podcasts we've got lined up, or potentially, um, and there's quite a few. Yeah. So um, we're going to go back and do a again, obviously at some point, as we said. Yeah. Um, I, I love, sorry. The yeah, I'll get in touch with him. The obviously the. Yeah, it'll be big for him. Um, as part of the conversation I had, we definitely lined up something towards the end of October, so that's only a month away, um, yeah. where we'll have that conversation with him about. Um, it was going to be in September sometime. It's nearly the end of September now. Um, it was going to be in September sometime. We've got the special, which will be after the next through one comes out. Mm. Um, and then we've got the, you know, the um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> conversation 
up our sleeves as well. So, and and this this one that we've just recorded now is is two away. So yeah, yeah. We'll be due for comics and news by the end of all that. <laughs> It'll be next year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So as I said, we we do seem to be in the midst of it all again. So yeah, that's nah, good. Hmm. Oh, and that's that's the other that's the other podcast I forgot was has said that he's happy to do one when the come out. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I should have mentioned that when when I should not have mentioned that in the podcast, but um, mm. yeah, when I was talking to he was keen to do a podcast with us. Oh, yeah. The last time we spoke to on the podcast was fantastic. Yeah. It's all happening. It's a great time to be a fan. It is. That's it. <laughs> 500 years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy. Injustice and cruelty And all my sons will follow me So evildoers will believe That this man cannot die The man comes The ghost who walks The man comes Enemies beware The phantom's always there But you won't find the phantom He finds you